this is Tracy. And this is Sheila, and we are Spy Fat Chicks. We're back. And this week's episode, we're going to talk about some candy reviews from our last episode, because we had to do a little bit of research. And we're also going to talk about a new restaurant that we checked out that just opened a couple weeks ago. Uh, about two months ago. Okay. Yeah, a little more than a couple weeks ago, I think. It opened in 2012. So anyway. Big boy burgers. <laughs> if you've done your homework and listened to the last episode, you should have read Candy Freak by now. If not, shame on you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's definitely worth checking out. What we wanted to talk about, we said in the last episode, we were going to pick up and chat about the candy bars that we had never had before, that we went out and tried, because we were curious. Uh, Sheila mentioned in the last episode that we live in a particular kind of candy zone, like the candy twilight zone, because... Yeah. Canada is kind of Americanized, but kind of Britishized. Yeah. So we get a crossover of the two candies from those countries. We're like a Venn diagram of chocolate. Yeah, and in the <laughs> middle we have these particular candy bars that are very unique to Canada as well. So we're going to chat a little bit about those. We actually have a list. We're so organized like that. <laughs> for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I'm an American. Sheila's a Canadian. We both live in Canada right now. And me growing up... Um, I'm from the Pittsburgh area, and one of my fav favorite candy bars that I remember eating all the time as a kid is my favorite candy bar whenever I'd go out trick-or-treating, I'd always root through and find those first, was the Clark Bar. <laughs> and it's it's a Pittsburgh candy bar. It's not owned by that company anymore. It's actually it's been bought by one of the big guys since then, but it's still in production. But at the time when I was growing up, it was made in Pittsburgh. There was this huge Clark Bar sign that was like over this... Um, on the one hill by Pittsburgh. You could see it whenever you left Three River Stadium. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. It was still like 1970s-ish. Yeah, the big <laughs> Clark bar sign. And that was a high point when I was a kid, though. When we were like in the city for something, I'd always look for the Clark sign on the way out. <laughs> and if you've never had a Clark bar, it's kind of like a Butterfinger, but it has a, a crisper texture on the it's inside. Like, it's more compressed, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're in Canada, it's really close to a crispy crunch. Yeah. That's a really similar texture because it's kind of like that compressed buttery, flaky uh, filling. I think the chocolate on the outside of a Clark bar is a little bit creamier mm -hmm. than like a, a Butterfinger. And it doesn't have that buttery taste that a Butterfinger has. Now the Crispy Crunch, that was one of the ones that we had Yeah, that I was inspired. So let's give this a shot. It looks like it's like a Clark bar. Mm -hmm. I thought the big difference was when you cut that in half and you look at it, it almost looks like around the crispy stuff, between the crispy stuff and the chocolate stuff, there was some kind of weird toffee mm. coating, really thin, like a sixteenth of an inch. Yeah, maybe. So it added a slightly different texture to it, and it had a stickier uh, texture when you, you chewed the crispy It sauce. does. It gets stuck in your teeth when you eat it. It's almost like um, there's another chocolate bar called a Crunchy, which is in UK and Canada, and that's like chocolate-covered sponge toffee. Ugh. But that gets stuck in your teeth. It's kind of like the same the texture same when, thing, when you're yeah. chewing it. Yeah. I'm not a fan of sponge toffee. Um, but you like the crispy crunch though. I did like the crispy crunch. Not a huge fan of sponge toffee though. I know you like it. Yep. <laughs> Jamie, I like everything that you don't. <laughs> our friend Jamie loves it. We, when they came to visit us in Kingston, we had to go on like a hunting trip to find to uh, sponge toffee for her. Mm -hmm. And incidentally, our dog Velcro loves sponge toffee. 
On one of the visits from Jamie and Daisy, Jamie left some sponge, uh, sponge toffee behind, and the dog found it and ate most of a brick. <laughs> There's all this yellow foam all over his muzzle. Yeah, it was pretty gross. You wake up to the dog spazzing out with his yellow crap stuck all over his face. We're like, what happened to you? And then we find the wrapper. Like, oh, oh no. you're on a sugar high. <laughs> but I'd never seen sponge toffee before we moved up here. So I think it's one of those things that's fallen by the wayside in the States. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of a big British thing, which is why it's more popular in Canada. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the crispy was one of the ones we tried just for, or the crunchy. Crispy Sorry. Crunch. The Crispy Crunch is one of the ones we tried just for the podcast. It is a Canada-only candy bar. We also grabbed, we went to Bulk Barn, and we grabbed a Double Decker and a Yorkie. No. We couldn't find a Curly Whirly or a Breakaway. Those are UK-only ones. No, the Curly Whirlies, sometimes they have them in Bulk Barn. I didn't see them there that time. I think, you know what, I had one in the States. I think I had it at Slight Indulgence. Possibly, Because yeah. remember they were going through that, that period, and I think they still do, they, they were getting some of the British imports, mm-hmm. because they used to get the British flakes in all the time. Yeah, and you used to get them. Yeah, and I, I remember having a Curly Whirly, and I think it was pretty good. So. Mm-hmm. Well, the Double Decker was kind of a disappointment. It wasn't very good. Uh, it tasted kind of like a Three Musketeers bar on top with crispy rice on the bottom. I would totally give it another whirl if we were in the UK. It was kind of stale. Yeah. It so. looked like it had leaked a little bit, too. Yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is with that. It uh, Maybe it explodes at high altitude, too. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> um, and and the Yorkie we got, it was basically, it's a Hershey bar on steroids. It's like a chunky, solid chocolate chocolate bar. Um, and the wrapper used to say, uh, was it? Not for girls. Not for girls, or definitely not for girls. And apparently they actually took some heat for that. Now it's changed back. Yeah. Because I guess it was, originally, I did some research on this, and according to Wikipedia, it was originally marketed as a candy bar for men back in the 60s, so it was beefy and manly and virile and large, and it was really big. It sounded like it was almost like a quarter pound of chocolate. Yeah, it was huge. It was 130 grams at one point, I think? Yeah, Yeah. and it's, it's steadily gotten smaller. They've made it smaller and smaller, but I guess in the, what, early 2000s, they tried to remarket it as being it's for men manly men men who like to chop wood and i don't know eat chocolate while they chop wood we don't know uh you know it was okay it, it's a nestle bar isn't it yeah I think yeah so. it was okay chocolate but really when i have my pick of british chocolate i'm gonna go for something from cadbury yeah because this was even i think i'd go for something from hershey over this it just mm-hmm. didn't taste that it was okay now, it was chocolate it was a lot of chocolate the attraction, though, is if I was a mom and I had a whole pack of kids that were bugging me for some candy, that would be perfect. I'd buy one and break it up amongst all of them? Yeah, because you get those nice big chunks that are almost... It's about thumb-sized. Well, it's the size of those little Hershey Minis that you buy. You know, oh, the mini yeah. Hershey bars? It's about the size of one of those, maybe a little bit bigger. So you break that off and give it to a kid, and they're like, I've got a whole candy bar. Woo! Yeah. So I can see where if you've got a, a couple kids over, or your mom, and you keep something in your purse for them like that... That's mm-hmm. totally what I would go for. That's Anything a good idea. you can easily break into little chunks like that, go nuts. Yeah. Now, I would do want to talk about the double decker for a second. Oh, sure. The this, the nougat on the top, it did taste like a three musketeer bar, but it didn't have the same texture. It was a lot more compressed. It wasn't whipped. Yeah, it wasn't it was as chewier. airy. Yeah. And light, yeah. It was just too much going on all at once in a candy bar without it being incorporated. It needed like to be swirled together or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was I don't know, not to my taste. Mm. And, you know, um, it's still, it was candy. It was sweet. It was chocolatey, but yeah, it was it odd. Was, it was edible. It was just like, 
I don't know. Yeah. It was different. We also tried a Palo Mine, which is a Canada-only chocolate bar that's been around since the 1920s. I'd never had one before, and to be honest, I'd never even heard of it. <laughs> it I'm, I'm sure that I've seen them before, but they just weren't on my radar. And that one was, uh, it was like a coconut fudge covered in chocolate. Mm-hmm. And it had, you could tell it had coconut flavor, and it also had uh, little flakes of coconut in it. Mm-hmm. It was good. I'm a big coconut fan, though, so for mm. me, I'm like, hey, this is awesome. I'd totally buy this again. Yeah, it was good. And then uh, we also got... Uh, toffee Crunch. Yeah, the Toffee Crisp. It was like a caramel and rice crisp. That was the one that leaked all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, that was when we opened it up, and all the caramel had leaked out to the side of the candy bar, so we had some candy bar failure there, mm-hmm. which was a little disappointing. It was good, though. I mean, it was something that I might buy it again. I'm not a huge toffee fan, but mm. it was interesting. I like the toffee, the caramel, and the rice combo. Yeah. That was pretty good. Well, you don't get a lot of crispy rice in mainstream candy bars anymore, no. to be honest. No, not like back when I was a kid. I'm also tainted with the memories of Anderson's Candies, mm. because one of the bars that we used to sell and we fundraised all the time from them, the confectioner in Beaver County, it was a crispy bar. Mm. And it was like a Nestle Crunch, but it was thicker, and the chocolate was better. Yeah. So I grew up always having those. So to to my perception, it's like crispy bars, they're all over the place. So we have the Nestle Crunch too, and that's a UK and Canada thing. We have which Nestle you guys too. have mm-hmm. you guys have Nestle Crunch as well. Mm-hmm. well. You guys as in the United States. You guys. Hey you guys. It's so, like crackle, right? Yeah, it's a lot like a crackle. Um I used to love Nestle Crunches growing up. Mm. I've kind of moved away from them, but I'm the same. Like, I really liked looking for... I looked forward to getting the uh, Mr. Krispies for Easter. They have these Mr. Bunny series where they have the Mr. Solid, where it's just a solid thing. They have the Mr. Crispy, which had the crisp rice in it. They had uh, Mr. White, or Mr. Creamy, I think he was. He was the white chocolate rabbit. So you say Mr. White, and I'm thinking... Like, like Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> no, I'm, th- I'm thinking like Undead Creature from Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, oh. Oh, like the thing that would drain levels? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, it's an Undead Ghost Chocolate. No, not good. No, Do not, not want. This year, though, they have, I've never seen it before. It's by Cadbury, and I'm so excited. I'm buying one of these little guys, and I'm just going to eat the hell out of them. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> Alrighty. it's a little, like, duck looking is it no it's a chick it's it a looks chick. like a chick and it's hollow and when you're a kid and you get a hollow chocolate for easter you always feel ripped off because you think that's huge it's gonna take forever to eat oh my god it would be so high on sugar <laughs> and it's really only like you know 100 grams this one inside of the hollow um chick is a bunch of the cadbury buttons which cadbury buttons are just little dots of ch- cadbury chocolate mm-hmm. and cadbury chocolate's awesome it's like a flat chocolate chip yeah so this <laughs> thing's about 300 some grams of chocolate and you could shake it. You pick it up at the store and shake it. And you can hear the buttons rattling around inside. And you're like, I'm going to eat your innards. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be like a chocolate or a Tallinn or whatever. <laughs> totally. I'm excited for this, though. And I don't know if they're in the States or not. So if anybody in the States can let us know if they see these little Cadbury chicks with the bunnies in the belly, let me know. Buttons. The buttons in the belly. Bunnies not in bunnies. the belly. That would be awesome if it had bunnies inside. It'd be like turducken <laughs> with chocolate. <laughs> I wonder if Epic Mealtime's done that. So, uh, Were there any one of these that you, you wanted to talk about? Um, um, as the U.S. only ones, you know? Because the funny thing is, like, we have a lot of the same... There's ones that are U.S. only or Canada only, but usually they have a an equivalent. You have Clark Bars in the U.S., we, ha- we have Crispy Crunch in Canada, and they're almost the same bar. The same thing with, like, uh, Fifth Avenue 
those are pretty much like a uh, like a score bar, which See, I, we have here. I haven't had a Fifth Avenue in so long, I can't even tell you what's in it. They're the same thing as a score bar. They're that mm. really thin, compressed toffee. Now, I am surprised that Whatchamacallit is a U.S. only. Mm. Did you guys have the joy of the Whatchamacallit advertising? No. They had the trippiest commercials ever growing up. Go on YouTube and check out a Whatchamacallit uh, commercial, and you'll see what I'm talking about. There was this one that aired in the late 80s, early 90s, and it was just weird. And the funny part was, all the times I saw those commercials growing up, I never had a Whatchamacallit. I didn't have one until I was, like, 19. Yeah. I mean, I had one when we were down in the States, mm -hmm. I think that's and they're pretty good. Actually, no, I didn't have one until I had one with you. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. I remember the commercials, and the commercials are pretty cool, but I never ate one, so apparently the advertising didn't work. <laughs> So We're, go figure. As opposed to the Smarties commercials here in Canada. Now, I know Smarties are like a sugary candy in the States. It's like a sweet tart, and it yeah. it comes in a little roll of like a dozen of them. They're like little tiny, like, it's the size of your like little fingernail. Now, Smarties in Canada and the UK are, they're almost like M&Ms. They're M&Ms on steroids. Yeah, because they're a lot larger and flatter. Well, it's the size of a sweet tart in the States, but instead of it being a sweet tart, it's an M&M &M mm -hmm. with a slightly thicker shell. But they had this great jingle, when you eat your Smarties, do you eat the red ones last? Yeah. <laughs> I'll put up the link for the uh, commercial and the links. And it took me a while to, to make the connection that Smarties were chocolate, because people at work when we first moved here kept offering them to me. I'm like, no, I don't want any Smarties. I don't like them that much. And they looked at me like I had two heads. Like, what? And you didn't understand why. Yeah, no, then I realized, you know, oh, you mean chocolate. Yeah, I want chocolate. <laughs> Do I look like a girl who's ever turned down chocolate before? <laughs> Give me that box. So so what's your favorite Canada-only chocolate bar? Or Canada and UK? Okay, Canada-only is kind of hard. Really, I'd have to say if it was Canada-only, that Palomine we had was pretty killer. Because <laughs> I, I love coconut. You know the coconut haystacks? They're one of my favorite holiday yeah. candies that you go to like a special place to get. Well, and the only, I love them. The only other um, coconut candy bar that I can think of is Mountains. And Almond Joy. And Almond Joy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really dig that, that Palomine. I'd love to get some more of those. Uh, for the Canada-UK-only combo, hands down the flake. Yeah, I know that's your, one of your oh favorites. Oh my god, for those who haven't had a flake, imagine, you know how when you take a knife and you shave it on top of a, a candy bar, and you get that roll of really flaky bits, it kind of all curls it's together really, like a pencil shaving? Yeah, it's light and Yeah, imagine somebody thin. took a giant candy bar and a giant razor, and they shaved that down into like a long stick about six inches long, eight inches long, and then just let it kind of cool, and that was your candy bar, this like condensed chunk of flakes. That's what a flake bar is, and it's made with Cadbury chocolate, and it's just to die for. And the only thing better than a flake bar is one of the dipped flake bars, because they'll take some of them and they'll re-dip them in chocolate, because then they're easier to eat. When <laughs> it you doesn't bite fly apart it, as much. Yeah, you don't have the explosion of little flaky bits everywhere, but oh, they're so good. <laughs> the, hands down, my favorite candy bar, period, and definitely my favorite UK-Canada-only candy bar. Now, the ones from the UK taste a little different than the ones made in Canada. <laughs> there is a difference. It's not just us being snotty. And I think it has to do with the milk. Yeah, probably. I think the milk that's going into the candy bar for the chocolate makes a difference. And mm. there's probably something about the UK milk that adds that little bit of a twist to it that makes it different from the Canadian milk. Mm -hmm. So if you can get your hands on one of the imports, definitely awesome. What's yours? Oh, well, cherry blossom, <laughs> which I know you hate. <laughs> cherry blossom is like one of those... Uh, cherry cordial chocolates but it's ginormous again it's on steroids what is it with the candy up here being on steroids I don't know. the smarties or m&ms on steroids the cherry blossoms or cherry cordials on steroids good lord oh and there's also big turk which is actually rosie's favorite <laughs> oh. 
which is Turkish delight. It tastes like a chocolate-covered jelly bean. People, Horrible. you either love it or you hate it. There's nobody that's ambivalent about Big Turk. But yeah. anyway. Well, you're also talking or rather listening to two women here who anytime the line which in the wardrobe comes up we can't understand why a kid would sell his family out for a never-ending plate of turkish delight really yeah gonna hold out for something a little better kid come on exactly so quickly going back to the equivalents here our sweet marie is is a canada only chocolate bar but it's a lot like an o henry it's got a tube of nougat in the middle covered with peanuts and then dipped in chocolate See, I'm actually absolutely shocked that Baby Ruth is a U.S. only candy bar. That's one I thought would have international mm -hmm. appeal. Uh, for those who haven't had it, a Baby Ruth is just pretty much a giant bar of chocolate-covered chewy peanuts. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of chewing, though. If you get one of the king-size ones, your jaw is going to be sore. <laughs> so I think that just about does it for the candy that we were inspired to check out and wanted to chat about from Candy Freak. Mm -hmm. Now, moving into that, we just went to a uh, new burger place today because obviously in Oshawa, we have a demand for burgers. There aren't nearly enough burger joints, so we needed <laughs> another one. This one, though, is right over the border in Whitby, so I guess it gets a, a free pass. It gets a pass. It gets a pass. <laughs> no, I, now there's finally a good burger place in Whitby. <laughs> well, no, because that's Shake, Rabble, and Roll is, too. Just different area. Oh, that's true. That's true. I will never get over the fact that America is supposed to be the home of the burger, but I moved to Canada, and I live in Burger Central. And they're good. They're great. You can't swing <laughs> a dead cat without hitting a great burger joint. This place is called Big Boy Burgers. It's at the corner of Nixon and Champlain. On your way to the AMC. to the AMC. Good place to go for either before or after show mm -hmm. meal. Um, it's set up kind of fast foody diner style. To be honest, I know that a lot of people don't like this fellow, but it's the best example I can think of. It looks like Guy Fieri was like, dude, you're opening a new burger place? Let me design it for you. <laughs> Because there's like flames and yeah. diamond uh, plate everywhere. Yeah, the tables are <laughs> the, the diamond plate stuff, which <laughs> Sheila brought a perfect point up while we're eating. It's perfect for a restaurant because it's so durable. You can beat the snot out of it and it's still going to hold up. And it's cheap and to it, get it sheets cheap. of it yeah. as a construction material. So you walk in, the place is... is it, I want to say it's almost like automotive theme inspired, but there's no cars anywhere. Yeah, but it totally looks like gearheads eat there. Yeah, totally. Like I said um, when we were sitting there eating it, there's that uh, Royal uh, ATV and motorcycle place down at the end of uh, Champlain. Yeah. And I said, it's almost like they designed this for people that are going to to Royal to go shopping, to have yeah. a place to eat. And there's also that new bike place that had the Ducatis. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, though. Yeah, but it's almost like they're like, yeah, these people will be hungry on the way to buy bikes and bike accessories. Let's build it here. Mm -hmm. So they have a decent amount of parking. There are about four or five spaces in the front. If you pull around behind the building, there's another dozen spaces. So there's plenty of space for a fast food place. It's definitely a fast food joint. They're cash only, but they do have an ATM in the lobby or mm -hmm. the lobby, the restaurant itself. So you, if you don't have cash on, you just go pull, you know, 20 out or whatever. Uh, you go up, you order, and then they make it for you at the counter, just like they do when you go to Harvey's or Subway or something. Mm -hmm. The prices are pretty good. Yeah. You're it's looking... like it's almost like uh, the prices are very comparable to Mr. Burger. Yeah, seven to ten bucks for a combo. Mm -hmm. And if you just want a sandwich, and the sandwiches, the burgers are really big. Yeah, you're looking at it like around four bucks. Four to six. Uh, it's about four bucks for one of the quarter pounders, and then they have a half pounder that's like six something, mm -hmm. which is a huge burger. We ordered the same thing because we're boring, but really we just wanted a burger. We each got mm -hmm. a just one of the combos, the quarter pounder combos. With we, bacon and cheese. Yep. Bacon and cheese, two combos, came to $20.01 with tax. So just be aware, if you're going for one of the awesome combos like that, take the penny with you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get $19.99 in change back like I did. So, mm -hmm. 
but we just, you know, we were like, yeah, we want bacon, we want cheese. If we hadn't gotten the bacon and cheese, it would have been closer to $16, which mm. is a really Pretty good reasonable. price. Yeah. It's very competitive with all, with all the other burger places in the area. Can't really argue with that. The buns were awesome. Yeah, the buns were really good. And just a shout out to my homegirl, Tammy. <laughs> it doesn't have sesame seeds on it, so you'll be able to eat it yes. without any difficulty. <laughs> sesame seed haters, go for it. You're going to love that. They toast the buns. The burgers looked like they were... Uh, they were like made there, but they're made nicely, kind of thing. Yeah. The patties aren't really thick, but they're like wide, so they fit the bun. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect cooking texture to cook, like thickness to cook it. Yeah. So, because you know it's going to cook fast and it's going to mm-hmm. cook evenly. Mm-hmm. And it's an all meat uh, patty. We didn't notice any fillers in it, yeah. which again can be good, can be bad. It depends on your taste. Some people like some fillers and binders in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked how they cooked it. I don't know if you noticed that. They start them on the flat griddle. And they finish them on the flame grill. Good idea. So you're not going to char the heck out of the outside before the inside's nice and cooked. Yeah. It was cooked perfectly well done, but it was still juicy. It wasn't mm-hmm. overly greasy either. And they have all your average burger toppings there. The same stuff if you go to Harvey's, you're going to be able to get it there. They had, you know, mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard, barbecue sauce, uh, Pickles relish, relish. Yeah. lettuce, tomato, onion, that kind of thing. It was a pretty fast burger. Yeah. About the same wait time as, again, if you go to Harvey's. Which is a good thing, you're, you know, if you have a whole pack of kids you're feeding. Mm-hmm. Portion size. Really good. Oh, my God. We're looking at a four. Solid four. Aaron and Patrick might look at it and say, I'm going for the big boy giant half-pound burger. Mm. But an average person is not going to be able to finish the combo. To be honest, I probably didn't even need the fries. I could have probably just eaten the burger and yeah. that was it. Yeah. And we have a habit the first time we go someplace to order whatever just a normal person would order to try it out. The fries are fresh cut chip truck style fries. Mm -hmm. They're really good and they give you a generous serving of it. So really two people with okay appetites probably can split a fry. Mm -hmm. If not outright, just skip the fries and go straight to dessert. Yeah, which is what we should have done. But we had dessert anyway. (laughs) Well, we took the fries home. We're going to cook those fries under the broiler later and throw some leftover curry on top. It's going to rock. Exactly. Can't go wrong with that. But Tracy pointed out to her detriment that they had (laughs) deep fried Mars bars. So, of course, I had to have one. Well, (laughs) I also have to share this anecdote. I've only ever had one deep fried Mars bar and it was horrible. Uh, I'm not going to name where it was. We'll save that for another episode. But uh, it was greasy and undercooked, and even the chocolate, the chocolate outside, it didn't even melt. It was, yeah. it was like still frozen on the inside. I know that that's it's, the secret yeah. that they freeze them and then batter them and then. And I know the fry in, it, inside should still be a little bit cool, but this was just like rock solid frozen with this nasty greasy batter on the outside. My first experience. So we decided, let's see if Big Boy's Burgers can redeem my memory of a deep-fried Mars bar. And they knocked it out of the park. It was on a stick. Yeah, it was on a (laughs) stick. It comes on a stick. And it was a full-size Mars bar. Uh, The other one I had was like a smaller-sized one. Yeah. This was a full-sized one. Sheila and I split it in half. And it was just a gooey, delicious, hot mess. It was perfect. Yeah. And now we know why Scotland has a weight problem. Oh, my God. It was great. (laughs) We sympathize. (laughs) Well, you know, you you eat the gooey stuff and the nice flaky hot batter on the outside, and there was a little bit of the nougat that was kind of cold still on the sticks, and then I had to, like, Mm kind of scrape that off, and that was just an awesome contrast. So, and it was three bucks for a deep-fried Mars bar, which is competitive with all the other deep-fried candy bars out there. So, if you're looking for a place to grab a bite, go on to AMC uh, theaters or go on to the hockey place there, go on to play mini golf or whatever and you're looking for something that's not like a sit down place like trinity or whatever in the area 
Something that's a little bit faster. Yeah. And they have a pretty expansive menu. I just wanted yeah. to also add that they have female sandwiches. Suvlaki. And suvlaki. So it's kind of like dinery. And the mm -hmm. whole vibe is kind of like a diner. Because it looks almost like a little trailer, right? Yeah, it's like fast food diner. I mean... And then they have all manner of poutine, mm -hmm. which we didn't try oh. yet, but you have to tell them about the big boy poutine. They have this one poutine. It's 10 bucks, and it it has to be good. I, I refuse to believe it's not going to be good. It's obviously French fries with gravy and cheese, and then bacon and fried onions, and half a pound of chopped burger on top of it. It's called the big boy poutine. <laughs> that is called the Tracy and Sheila split in order of that for a dinner, and that's nothing else. Yeah. But they, they had um, like souvlaki dinners. They have just gyro pitas, too. Uh, they had chicken you can get. They even had a veggie burger on the menu. They have wings. Mm -hmm. So it's it's got a nice variety. If you have a pack of kids you're taking out and you want to get something... That might not be a bad stop at all. Or if you're, you know, just going out and you want a quick bite before the movie or something after the movie, mm -hmm. definitely give it a shot. It's so, Thixon and Champlain. Now keep in mind though, if you want to get to it, you need to you need to be turning um, off of Thixon. You have to be coming to it off of Thixon. There's only one entrance to it. It's by the car dealerships, and you need to be going. You need to be going south on Thixon. South on Thixon, southeast, southwest. Like you're going towards Toronto on Thixon, pretty much. Thixon runs north-south. Okay, so you have to be going south on, on Thixon to be able to get to it. Otherwise, you're going to have to go down a bit and turn around and come back. But it's definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of parking in back, yeah. too. So, again, we have yet another solid burger place in town. I, I, we could go to a different burger joint every day of the week, not get a bad burger, and not repeat. And not go to the same place twice. Dear God. <laughs> and burgers are an American food. I don't know how this works out. Tell you what. We like a good burger up here. What can I say? You guys do. I have to hand it to you. Canadians have the burger thing down pat. So anything else you want to add? I don't think so. All right. This is Tracy. And this is Sheila. And we're Zvi Fat Chicks. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this Zvi Fat Chicks podcast. Please add us as a friend on Facebook and or follow us on Twitter. You can email your comments, questions, or suggestions to ZviFatChicks at gmail.com. That's Z-W-E-I-F-A-T-C-H-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Our theme music is Hot Swing by Kevin MacLeod. Our podcasts, like Mr. MacLeod's music, are protected under a Creative Commons attribute copyright. You can make copies of our shows and share them with friends. Please make sure that credit is given. Thanks for listening and have a great day.